Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW review. I am Mike Fenn. I am joined, as always, by Brad Hardcastle. Brad, how you doing? I am excellent. How are you, Mike? I'm good. I've got the Blue Jays on in the background because they're battling for that playoff spot hmm. with the Yankees right now. So if I get distracted at any point, I'm blaming it on that. <laughs> yeah, it finally cooled off here in Oklahoma, so it's like super nice today oh it cooled off uh it cooled off nicely today um i came home for a little bit threw on a sweater then of course it got too hot but yeah i had a flannel (laughs) on and i was like "Eh, i may have gotten a little too excited about this cold front but (laughs) that's exactly what i did i was also wearing a flannel i was like "Eh, maybe a long sleeve shirt would suffice Okay, so let's get into a little bit of news. Um, this week, AEW announced that they are doing a, or I don't know if it's a joint venture, but they are going to be working with the John Huber Legacy Foundation. And that is a, a foundation that provides money for people who want to, I think it's for artists, but also just like wrestlers, like people in the industry who want to pursue their creative interests but they have family Mm -hmm. and they would uh they would otherwise forgo their dreams to just i guess do like an office job or whatever job but like no we're gonna finance your creative dreams and i was like that's that's really cool i like that it's a it's not a uh a charity or a foundation that you would that you'd think about Mm -hmm. like that's not something that you think about yeah um, so that's nice. There can be charities for every, for every different thing. And I like that. Glad they're doing that. And that's gotta say, I am really enjoy. I mean, I'm sure other wrestling companies do it, but I don't follow them. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, I'm happy that AW is working with a bunch of different places. Yeah. It's really cool to, uh, to help. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Um, they announced that yesterday and then there was that article by body slam where they they broke down the relationships with the evps and tony khan and it really wasn't anything that we hadn't heard of already they he just confirmed with some of his sources things that we already knew that tony khan has been handling the creative not solely but like probably like 90 percent like he and Tony Khan has said that he comes up with everything and he runs it by people to he he runs it by people to see uh to see if they have any objections with how he's portraying their character and he said if there's anything that they have an issue with I was like okay we'll talk about mm-hmm. it but like he's like yeah he comes up with everything and then pe- people give the okay but he has the final okay and people can pitch him ideas as well. So he hears pitches all the time. It doesn't necessarily mean he's going to use them. Yeah. Um, but we knew that. Like, this isn't anything new. I, I saw some people saying, like, oh, no more Cody Island. No more, like, Codyverse. Like, the Codyverse happened during the pandemic. TK tightened in the rings before the pandemic happened. Mm-hmm. It happened about, like, four months into the 
into dynamite starting when this, there were articles coming out saying that he had taken back most of the control because they had the nightmare collective debacle. They had the dark order phantom punch stuff. Like they were kind of the product had kind of turned to shit for about three weeks Yeah, at that point. And he was just like, okay, I got to rein in this in. There's too many cooks in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. So he removed a bunch of cooks. Yeah. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and like you said, it's been known for a while. I don't know why this is gaining traction. Yeah, I. But uh, like when this came out, it's just like, yeah, I know. Yeah. And every time anyone asks Tony Khan about it, he says so, and has for a year and a half at this mm -hmm. point. So it's like this isn't this isn't new. Yeah, he did break. He did uh, re-emphasize that the that Cody is kind of estranged from the other guys they don't talk as much but that's that's life i don't know it doesn't mean they can't work in a company together and be effective so i don't really care mm -hmm. um and he said that uh kenny handles the video games mac jackson does uh merch with his wife nick jackson handles bte i don't remember what cody does but i'm sure he's doing something he's doing yeah. a lot um, and then I guess whatever behind the scenes EVP stuff people do, like EVPs a lot of the time are, or at least I think of them as executive producers. They're kind of ceremonial. Yeah. Executive producers don't do a whole lot on things. So I don't know. I think it's, uh, I, I saw that article. I read it. It was like, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. I've known this for a year yeah. and a half. Okay, moving on. Yeah. It's like, this isn't some scoop. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just, yeah, it's, it seems like people just trying to stir the pot when there's really no pot to stir, you know? Mm-hmm. I think where some confusion has happened is that maybe sometimes some of the EVPs would be asked about the creative stuff. And they would say like, oh, yeah, we sit down with uh, with TK and we pitch some stuff and we go over stuff. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're coming up with it. Like they can go and look at what TK is doing and talk to him about mm -hmm. it. But he's been the guy <clears throat> for for a while now, since I think January, like when they when it started to turn around and then they start to go into revolution yeah. and it was really, really good. Mm -hmm. That was when he had taken over. Yeah. So anyways, so I thought that was funny. Yeah, just it was kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, it was like, okay, yeah, this all happened pre-pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> What's your point? <laughs> um, yeah, so we have the first match was amazing. Oh, this, this was, was awesome. Jungle Boy versus Adam Cole. <laughs> I couldn't get this this was had we not watched the greatest TV match ever the week before. Yeah. This would be probably the best opener they'd ever yeah. had. And I think as a traditional opener, this this would be like the perfect opener because it was perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it's it's not, in my opinion, the two greatest wrestlers of all time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um in a match today. I, I, it is I really like two of the future greatest yeah, wrestlers of all time. I really like that this precedent that AEW's been setting. They've been doing it a lot on Rampage, but now they're starting to do it on Dynamite too. We're like, no, our openers 
are going to be main event level, which I mean, a lot of wrestling shows do that where they have really good openers. But like mm-hmm. lately, it seems really like AEW is like, no, we're going to put on like some of the best matches you've ever seen as the opener. Well, that's a Tony Khan's always said that he said that the it's arguably the most important match of the show mm-hmm. or of any wrestling show because it, it sets the tone. And if it's bad, that it's a disaster. Yeah. Like it really, uh, and it also can't be too high. Like you really have to have the right, mm-hmm. the right match. Cause you can have it. So people are just like, who no match is going to compare to this. Afterwards. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. And, uh, they kind of, they bookended this show with two very, very good mm-hmm. matches. Yeah, I was just about um, to say it's kind of like uh, like what bands and musical artists do is they'll start with one of their hottest songs and close with one of their hottest songs. Like that way you book into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, so I thought thought this was great. Um, Adam Cole might be the most was, over person in AEW. Yeah, he he and Daniel <laughs> yeah. Bryan, for sure. And CM mm-hmm. Punk. But I, I think uh, they have the, the in-ring work that uh punk doesn't quite have mm-hmm. like he has it but he he was never at their level yeah yeah, yeah. in ring wise like he's uh he does it more with the mic and with character yeah for sure um but yeah this match was crisp it was on point uh they like their timing was incredible like uh i haven't seen timing like that in AEW other than kenny omega mm-hmm. Like their timing, it's like Adam Cole has probably he knows how to time up super kicks better than anyone I've ever seen, including the Bucks. Yeah, <laughs> like he gets them at the at a point, and you're, you're wow, okay, no one else can ever do a super kick again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when you think about that that moon salt by Ricochet yeah. in NXT, where he caught him in the nose. Yeah. It's like, oh my god! Yeah, it's funny you bring that up because now it's got me thinking. Like the Bucks are known for super kicks, but really the super kick party thing—I don't remember it becoming super, um, super crazy uh, until uh, it was. I think it was a Ring of Honor show when Adam Cole joined the Bullet Club and they had the counter and they super kick like eighty times in the match or something like that. Like it, it wasn't really till Adam Cole came along that the super kick party like fully formed into what it is nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they they're just so good. Jungle Boy hit two crazy Ranas yeah. in this match. He hit a poison Rana and then he also hit a over the top rope hurricane Rana onto the floor. Nuts. Like that looked nuts. Which it's that's a crazy, crazy mm-hmm. move. The amount of ways that that could go yeah, wrong. He could spike himself right infinite. on the apron. Like that's so crazy. <laughs> um I love the moment where uh, Jungle Boy lured Adam Cole to the floor by, uh, by like, he had Adam Cole running t- towards him, and then he would duck, and he threw Adam Cole to the floor, and then he went to do the tope, and Adam Cole lured him, and then gave him, like, the, I don't know what the enziguri from the floor is, but where you, mm-hmm. like, flip your foot up and kick yeah. him. It's essentially an It's just an enziguri, yeah, but he just kicks it, extra It, it just high. looks different. Yeah. Yeah, I I love that that they they both like they're like okay they're both three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. I like of each other too, on that outside sequence uh, when 
Adam Cole tries to go for the Panama Sunrise on the floor. You can see him telling mm-hmm. Aubrey, he's like, hey, watch this. Like, he's like bragging to her, like, what he's about to do. And then, <laughs> so Jungle Boy's like, no, that's not yeah, going to happen. Yeah. You can't, you can't just tell yeah. people you're going to do yeah. that and have me not just get out mm-hmm. of the way. Yeah. Um, yeah, this was probably one of the best paced matches I've ever mm-hmm. seen. In ter- again, in terms of an opener. Because there wasn't a lot of lows that built to highs, like a Kenny Omega mm-hmm. match, like the week before, where that was very much like a prestige, hour-long, we start slow mm-hmm. to build high. That wasn't what this was. This was just, they just flowed yeah. into everything. Per, uh, it's like, oh my god. Look, they were always in the right spot. Like, I legitimately thought Adam Cole was going to tap out when he was in the snare trap, yeah. and that's just credit to the craft of these guys, because mm-hmm. Cole was surely going to win the match, but there was a chance he yeah. wasn't. And I, that snare trap spot, I like, because commentary played it up too, like, I don't think anyone's ever gotten out of it. And you see Adam Cole trying to fight and crawl, and it frustrated Jungle Boy to where he broke the hold himself to pull him back, yeah. and that's how Adam Cole, That's that mm-hmm. was so smart. He was like, okay, we're getting too close to the ropes. Mm-hmm. Let's pull him back no, here. That's how Adam Cole got out of it. Yeah, and then there was the low blow, which led to the the boom, which is what the, uh, the what was he's, it called? The he shot? used to call it the last shot. His, yeah, and then they were calling it the shot, and I guess they're like, that's a, it's not as good if you take the last away yeah. from it. So now they're calling it the boom. So the fans at a certain point will know yeah. that, and then they'll go boom yeah, he it. when he does it, and that'll be very mm-hmm. cool. Um, then of course they have, he has the best music and credit to the being number one on the, the metal yeah. charts is crazy. That's really cool. <laughs> that, that's wild. <laughs> um, so they're playing Adam Cole's music afterwards. And of course it gets interrupted by the being the elite music and that sucks. <laughs> I mean, no disrespect to the young bucks father. Yeah. Cause he wrote it, but uh, it's very, it's um, just really funny. I don't know how to say this without sounding like an asshole. Very meany. It's it's very like youth pastor <laughs> sounding. Like you'd hear it at a church. Yes. No, you're one thousand percent correct. It's very cover band mm-hmm. kind yeah. of. You'd hear it at like a bar on a Thursday night or something. <laughs> yes. No disrespect. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, out comes the gang. Carl Anderson and Nick Jackson. Uh, get them get the mic have turns on the mic and they're just putting over each member of the elite as they do. And then <laughs> Nakazawa cuts the shortest promo in AW history. Yeah. They hand him the mic and he just says, I got nothing. Yeah, because they said, we're going to give it to the best <laughs> promo in the business. And he's like, I got nothing. But what, uh, uh, Carl Anderson was talking and he's going over like each person's accolades. And then he's like, Oh yeah. Cutler and Nakazawa are here too. It's like, that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, then they get it to Kenny, and he's talking about how he got Danielson his first five-star match. Congratulations. He got him everything he wanted. He got him. He kicked him in the chest. He kicked his head in. But the one thing he couldn't do was leave with the belt. And he says, you know what? Now you got to go back to the back of the line. Um, just like everybody else, you're not getting that rematch. But, of course, out comes Danielson. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Hey guys, do you want me to get the rematch? The crowd, of course, is chanting yes, which I love because he, a or WWE told him that they did not want him to do the yes chance. Mm-hmm. 
but he knows that he's setting the crowd mm-hmm. up to do the yeah. yes. Well, he's still honoring he... his word. He's not doing it. The crowd is. <laughs> yeah. But he's asking them yes or no mm-hmm. questions every time he's out yeah. there. So it's the exact same mm-hmm. thing. It's really a piece of shit move on his yeah. part. And I love it. Yeah. He um, kind of seems like a, like, I don't know if you ever watched Total Divas when he was on there. Total Bellas would. That's the one his wife yeah. is on. He's kind of a prankster, so it it makes sense that he does yeah, stuff he, like that. Bit of a prick, mm-hmm. but in, in like the in the same way that like Christian, yeah, 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 like kind of a dick. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Um, and he says that I want it. The fans want it, but Kenny, Kenny's got no balls. <laughs> I introduce you to Kenny No Balls Omega, and then. The crowd's just yelling, Kenny Nobles, clap, 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 (laughs) Kenny Nobles. Oh my God. They got over a Nobles Mm -hmm. joke to the point where there's going to have to be a show. Definitely. So now you've got uh, Matt Jackson and his wife coming up with a Kenny Nobles (laughs) shirt. And uh, didn't at some point Nick yell, he's got big balls or something like that. Yeah. uh, I'll get to that in a minute, but I really popped for that. yeah, so obviously Kenny's not happy about this. Uh, Brian Danielson says, well, if Kenny won't face me, I'll just have to face someone else in the Elite. And uh, I'll do that on Friday. <laughs> and Kenny says, no, 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 we're going to do this right now. He's like, come into the ring right now. And he's like, oh, you know what? I think I will. Boys, come on out. Come get him, boys. <laughs> so out comes the... Uh, Jurassic Express and Christian and Frankie Kazarian, who has never won a match in his life. <laughs> and they come running into the ring. Of course, the elite run away. And this is where, as they're walking away, Nick Jackson's yelling, he's got great balls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nick Jackson is the funniest man in wrestling. I know. Right he's hilarious. He so funny. And if you watch him on like actual interviews, he's like so like soft spoken and like not like that at all. He's reserved. <laughs> he's very reserved. Yeah. He lets he lets Matt do most of the mm-hmm. talking, which is funny. But he'll come in with the odd. He'll come in with like a very deadpan singer mm-hmm. every once in a while, and it's picture yeah. perfect. So I'm I'm excited for this. I don't know what they're gonna do here. Where do you see this going? Uh, I honestly don't. No, either. I know they're they announced like a big tag match next week, right? Between all these guys, which yeah. would be awesome. But I don't know because I mean, the rankings do matter here in AEW, so they're gonna they're they gonna do. have to. Daniels is gonna have to start showing up on dark or something to get some get he's, some wins. Well, he's gonna he's gonna beat Nick Jackson. Mm-hmm. He's probably gonna go through most. I mean, we keep saying that somebody's gonna go through most of a team, and then they never quite go through yeah. all the way. I could see Danielson going like, through each one of the elite one on one. Hmm. And you have to think, like the clock's ticking on, on Adam Page coming back soon. Mm-hmm. You would think. Well, I know. I don't remember when it is. It's the next month or so that they're going to be in his hometown, and they're aver- in Virginia. Yeah, they're yeah. advertising him pretty heavily on all the promotional work. So he's got to. So you'd be back by then, or I think he show. comes back before then. I think so. probably. Before. When is that? Show? It's either late October or early November. I can't remember off the top of my head. This is soon. Mm-hmm. Soon. It's October 1st today, Tomorrow. Right? It's October 1st. Tomorrow? Okay. Yeah, so it's very soon. It's like three mm-hmm. weeks then. Probably until we see him. Yeah, which I can um, see 
because AEW loves to, you know, the big hometown, home state pop. I could definitely see him winning the title by then, too, on the mm-hmm. Virginia show, which would be nuts. I think that's. I think you probably do it at a pay per view, but you never know. Yeah, these days you never know. Kenny won it on a on a dynamite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so very cool. I don't. Yeah, it's uh, interesting to see how that goes. I think CM Punk's next uh, big feud after the one he's in seems more deliberate to mm-hmm. me, and I'll tell you why later. Okay. I didn't put it in the notes, but we'll get okay. to it. But let's just go to the next segment, and that was Andrade in the back talking to the Lucha Brothers, and he didn't have the subtitles. This was, I think, live? I I never know these days. I think so, because you could hear the crowd reacting to stuff they were saying. Mm -hmm. So, Yeah, so they had Andrade, and he asks the Lucha Bros, where's Pac? He's like, actually, you know what? You don't have to ask. You don't have to answer that question. I do want to know, though. When are you going to be defending those AAA tri- AAA titles? Mm-hmm. And they say anytime, any place. And he's like, "Perfect, I know some luchadors as mm-hmm. well." And he and he walks away. And I was like, "Oh my god, this is yeah. cool." And you said maybe Rush, said, yeah, Rush. And but like you have on the notes here, I'll let you say it because you wrote it down. Psycho Clown. Yeah. I think it's going to be Psycho Clown because he's doing a G. He's doing a GCW show. Yeah. Which is nuts um, in the next month or so. Yeah, which is nuts that he's. This might be one of his first U.S. shows, like ever. I think it. I think it mm-hmm. is. And if he, if so, people don't know who Psycho Klein is, he's like. I mean, he, I don't I haven't seen a lot of his matches, but I know he's like Triple A's like biggest star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would actually be massive. Yeah. Um, and the thing is that sometimes when the, these big guys come over, it's kind of. Uh, they don't quite get the pop mm-hmm. that, that they should because people don't know just how significant those guys are. Like when Laredo Kid was here, it was like Laredo Kid's like they're friggin' jungle yeah, boy. Yeah, Laredo Kid's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like we're like they're Darby Allen. It's like that's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, or even when they had Takashita, mm-hmm. yeah, here it was like Takashita is <laughs> he can go. He's as good as anybody in AW. Yeah. I've seen him do some stuff like like that I've never seen anyone do before, mm-hmm. and I won't even I would I don't want to get bogged down here, but yeah, sometimes those pops are a little more subdued than you would expect. Yeah. Maybe if they, I don't know when are they, they're staying pretty much on the East Coast for a while. I was gonna say maybe if they went to like Texas or something with a more um, like uh, mm-hmm. crowd mm-hmm. when you get the uh, more of the uh, Mexican mm-hmm. crowd, yeah. That yeah no that would be uh, that would be smart mm-hmm. to maybe when, if they head back uh, head back more south they can come here to Oklahoma City later. there's a big uh, Mexican population here they can I'd love to see Psycho Clown in person that'd be cool <laughs> that that would be awesome <laughs> okay so now let's move on to this next match and this was this is what everyone's talking about actually here's a, there were th- three moments that everyone was talking about mm-hmm. and. In very for very different reasons each time, mm-hmm. this was a match between Dante Martin, Matt Seidel, Cody Rhodes, and Lee Johnson. And the reason why we're talking about this is not because of any of those four yeah. guys. And we'll get. But to this match was a lot of fun, and I, I think it was either Seahawk or Tiger Driver on Twitter said they should call Dante and Seidel brothers from another mother. 
uh, while they're both their brothers are out <laughs> and tagging them. That's like that's an excellent tag team name for them. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, it's just great to see Dante with his standing yeah, dad. Yeah. This is essentially what it yeah, is. Yeah, because Dante's like, like a like a, a Matt Seidel was like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, and like <laughs> Matt Seidel could legitimately be his dad yeah. <laughs> with the age difference. Yeah. Because yeah, Dante's um, what, 20? It's really good. 19, 20? Yeah, he just turned 20, and Matt Seidel's like 39, yeah. 40. So, like, could yeah. be. Like, it would not be crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and then Cody comes out to more booze than I don't think. Uh, here's the thing. He was expecting it based off based, the angle yeah, that we got. Did, yeah, but uh, uh, we, we didn't mention seeing Punk was on commentary this whole night, and he, he said something yes. about Cody's interest. Like, wow, that must cost a lot or something like that. <laughs> For sure. he's a, You know that they know what they're doing when mm-hmm. he's out there, like, uh, saying what the fans yeah. think mm-hmm. on commentary. But yeah, he got more booze than MJF did tonight, mm-hmm. which was funny. Um, he came out to the superhero entrance, and then Lee came out through the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, man. Why can't Lee stand in there with you? <laughs> can't Lee hold your cape? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a cape this time. Yeah. Um, ridiculously large cape. Dante Martin's the perfect guy for Cody to go against right now because... You know, this just amplifies the booze because the fans are so pissed off anytime he lays a hand yeah. on, Dar- on Dante Martin. Yeah, that's it. It's like, a really good team for them to face because Dante and Seidel are both like super over faces. So, mm-hmm. like, how dare you ruin the Dante Martin air show? Mm-hmm. Like, you do not prevent the fireworks yeah. from happening, please. Um, Arn was mad as hell at Cody. Mm-hmm. Cody, uh, he got overzealous and demanded to start the match when their, I guess their plan was for Lee to start it. And um, Lee was mad at Cody. At one point, he, like Cody wasn't getting it done in the match. Lee went into the, went into the ring, dragged <laughs> Cody over and yeah, tagged himself awesome. in. And then friggin' won the match mm-hmm. because Cody wasn't getting, Cody wasn't getting it done. Yeah. Um, I was sure at this point that Lee was going to lose the match and then Cody was going to turn heel on yeah, Lee. Yeah, that's what I thought too. But no, Lee broke out the variant of the Yugi Garoshi that he has mm-hmm. where he just drops the dude's back of the dude's head on yeah. his knee. It's it's cool. Lee got just... the win too, got the pin. That was really cool. No, I loved and, it. Uh... Like the... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just going to say, of course, you know, Dante Martin did all this crazy double springboard high flying crap and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. The the two stars of this match were Lee and mm-hmm. Dante Martin. Yeah, they had that cool and sequence Lee... where they were dodging each other's moves and stuff. That was really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then after the match, uh, Tony Schwani brings a mic into the ring and Cody starts telling everybody like, oh, this is a great win for us. Good job, Lee. He's like, and now it's time that I that we just do this right now. Malachi Black, come out here. And Arn and Arn just tells Cody to shut the hell mm-hmm. up. Like, just do us all a favor and stop talking for once in your life. Mm-hmm. He says, like, I'm Arn Anderson, and that means something. He's like, and what you did running your mouth, 
you got your ass beat. You got your family's ass beat. Like everyone associated with you got their ass beat by, by Malachi black, like because of your mouth that like you, you just run it too much, man. Just, just zip it. And he, he says, you know what? The difference between me and you is really, and he taps Cody in the chest. He says, if somebody came up, pulled your car door open and said, get out of the car, I'm, I'm taking your car. You'd say, okay, sir, please don't hurt me. And you'd give him your car. What I would do, Cody, I would pull out the Glock, <laughs> put it to the man's dome, and commit a homicide. Yeah, spill his like, brains all over the, the concrete. That's like, whoa, shit. He's like, what the fuck, Art Anderson? Yo. <laughs> He's like, Cody, you're a bitch. <laughs> Lee Johnson, come with yeah. me. And Lee's like, yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> He's He's going to go uh, make sure that Lee Johnson lives up to his big shoddy Lee. Yeah, yeah. Shoddy <laughs> nickname. Shoddy and Glock. That's gonna be the new team name. <laughs> it's like the, the joke. Oh my god! On Twitter. Oh my god! For two days, Armed Anderson, um, NRA backwards is fucking. Arm. That's my favorite one. <laughs> like NRA backwards is arm. <laughs> Amazing. Um, Brock Anderson's new name is Glock Anderson. He's already made a shirt. It's, it's like. <laughs> And it's like, it's not a joke shirt. It's like Arn Anderson mm-hmm. had somebody make a shirt and it's with the fucking like Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> Sopranos it gun. Looks like the yeah. so- it's like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> like this, the wildest shit I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, did you see CM Punk was tweeting about it? He tweeted about it. He's like, it's 3 a.m. and I still can't get over the Arn Anderson promo. And then Arn Anderson, he must have been up or something because he tweeted back. He's like, they don't yeah. call me the enforcer for nothing. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, CM Punk said, like, he said, like, oh, yeah, he's killed a lot of people, but not with guns. Yeah, Yeah, this is so funny, and it's, like, it's just blown up on Twitter and, like, Reddit and everything. It's amazing. I love every second of it. Arn Anderson really on national TV just said he keeps that thing on him. Which, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like, people are, like, he has just put it in everybody's head that, like, Arn's got a fucking pistol mm-hmm. in the fucking. Yeah, that's what's on the side that's door what's in between his little his car. Uh, playbook. Is his gun the the Waffle House mm-hmm. menu? Yeah. That's what he's always covering up with the Waffle House yeah, menu. It's just a, it's a piece. God, it was so funny, and I'm so happy that he's just embraced it too by like making the shirt and stuff. Oh, like. Like, how do you think this plays out? Like, it, does Cody grow balls and then turn heel? Does Cody, does Cody, is he the face in this situation? I don't think so. I don't so. think so. I think it's more and more pieces are going to fall away from Cody and he's going to start to get more and more desperate. Yeah. Does, does Cody assault Arn? Yeah, he might, but you got to be careful, man. You'll get your head shot. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I, I would just love like Cody, like eventually it's just like, okay, like you want this, you want mm-hmm. this side of me, like here it is. And then he beats down Arn and then fucking Lee Johnson's the face and he faces Cody and then everyone's going to get, going to get behind Lee. But you know, here's the thing with Cody now and he rightly, or he didn't rightly put himself in this position, but uh, people view him this way now 
rightly because of what he did. Mm -hmm. And that's that anytime he faces a young guy now, he can never lose Mm -hmm. to a young guy again because they're all going to say that he's putting himself over, despite the fact that he's put over more young talent than anybody, than any main eventer on the roster. Like, who's Kenny Omega put over? Like, in a loss. Like, in an actual loss. Nobody. Mm -hmm. What about Chris Jericho? Maybe, maybe like, just MJF. Mm -hmm. Who, like... But he's put over Darby. He's put over MJF. He's put over like malachi black like he's lost to a lot of different people but now just the perception is that like like how does he go over lee johnson yeah in this feud he can mm-hmm. <laughs> unless he's a heel yeah if he's a heel that works because yeah. then people will boo him and that that's the desired reaction that you want and here's the cody is playing people like a fucking fiddle right now yeah. he knows what he's doing yeah yeah, it's good. It's it's uh I'm liking it so far and it it seems like maybe Malachi Black's now that they've moved to Arn and stuff, maybe the Malachi Black's finished and we can see him go to someone so. else now. I hope I hope Black can can move on to somebody else. I don't want to see a third Cody mm-hmm. match. It, not for like three Yeah, at days. least not till Cody build himself back up to being a face. Again. Yeah, like there's there's no we've got so many people on this roster that like we we shouldn't be getting these rematches. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make yeah. sense. Like there, there's like so many different combinations that we can do. There, there's no, there's no point mm-hmm. in it. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's an, inter- it's an interesting one. He's kind of written himself into a position of being like of the, the unpopular John Cena or the unpopular Roman mm-hmm. Reigns, but on purpose. Yes, yeah. it's kind of crazy. I wonder, you think it's if he of, goes like full heel, genius. you think he'll uh, make himself, he's like, you know what? I'm the vice president. I can I can go for the title again if I want when he turns heel. I want him to. I want him to do that. <laughs> I think that would be amazing. Because he's been saying, as the face Cody, no, I'm never going to do that. And he's been saying it in all the interviews. It's always asked of him. And he says, no, I'm never going to do that. But AEW is really, really good at weaving story into the reality mm-hmm. of the situation. That uh, I think that would be very, very effective, and people would hate him for it, and it would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. It would be brilliant. Yeah, he doesn't have to win the title; he could just say he's going. For okay, the title. so we should move on to this next match, yeah. and that was this was a random match. It was a funny crowd pleaser, is what it was. Yeah. And this was Moxley, Kingston, Darby Allen versus Bear Country and Anthony Green. I was like, oh shit, it's Anthony Green. Yeah. Hey, buddy. I kind of forgot <laughs> like, this uh, match happened, actually. <laughs> well, it was short. Yeah. It was short and inconsequential. And not in a bad way, but just it was there to make the fans cheer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a crowd pleaser. Um, the stars went in there. They kind of rolled over the other guys in this one like bear country got like a power move each mm-hmm. um there was one really funny moment at the end the finish where uh green kind of snuck back into the ring and then super kicks both moxley and kingston yeah. and then he's like i'm gonna go for a crossbody he goes up to the top rope does a crossbody and just 
full on bounces off the chests yeah. of Kingston and um and Moxley just bounces onto the floor and they're like, You idiot. Mm-hmm. They pick him up and give him the violent crown, which is such a cool yeah. name for it's a cool uh, name for a move. For a move. And it is it's a move that they got it over on me over time. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. The first time I saw it now, I'm like, oh, this is such a cool yeah. move. Um, then Sting, for whatever reason, just because he was bored, yeah. comes in the ring and gives Anthony Green a uh, a scorpion death drop just for fun. He even looks at the crowd and like shrugs. He's like, eh. yeah, he's like, yeah, what the hell? And just does it. <laughs> he's hanging out with uh, like, oh, Kingston and Mox, man. You know, they like to beat people up, so. He's like, what did, what did Anthony Green ever do? Yeah. He seems like such a nice guy. Um, yeah, so again, this is another guy was in WWE just over a month mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, so good for him. He, uh, he's like, he's now sort of in the position that 2.0 mm-hmm. found themselves, found themselves in against, uh, this weird mega power, mega powers of uh, AEW. Yeah. And then now we have the 16 man. Oh my gosh. Dark so Order <laughs> versus HFO. And this looked ridiculous mm-hmm. watching these guys around the ring. Yeah. It was like they basically wrapped around the whole yeah, ring. Like you, opposing sides could have t- fought each other on the apron if they wanted to. There's so many people. <laughs> yeah, just each other on the the two ends are hitting each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it weren't for Brody, I probably would have hated this yeah, match. Yeah, it was. Loved it. Was a show. I, I like seeing all the Brody signs and stuff in the crowd. That was really cool. Yeah, like it. It made me feel warm and fuzzy. Mm-hmm. So that was good. Um, for the for the first half of this match, though, even the first two thirds. The crowd wasn't really into it because the Dark Order wasn't on the same page. Mm-hmm. And when the Dark Order isn't on the same page, the crowd doesn't like that. Yeah. And they don't boo. They just don't react. <laughs> Which is the worst. <laughs> the yeah, I was like, oh, no, I think this might be backfiring. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is dangerous. What they're yeah, doing. they got to um, have them get fixed soon because even online, I'm starting to see people saying they're getting kind of tired of it. So they got to fix it. Yeah, soon. So- Uno and Grayson walked out and Colt followed them. And then they were met on the ramp by negative one, Amanda Uber, mm-hmm. um, Ty Conte and Anna Jay. And I didn't realize Amanda Uber, she's a former wrestler. Oh, is she? Okay. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. So, so she would be comfortable mm-hmm. or somewhat comfortable out there. So that's good. Cause otherwise that's a tough position to put someone mm-hmm. in. And negative one throws the papers in Uno's that face. Got a huge reaction amazing. too, which was awesome. It maybe it got the crowd right back mm-hmm. in it. Maybe a little right teary eyed. It's like he's like his dad. <laughs> then Amanda starts yelling at them, and that's where I got yeah. teary eyed. Yeah. Was when Amanda started yelling at them. It was like, "Not tonight. Mm-hmm. This is Brody's night." I was like, "Fuck yeah, this is Brody's night. Get back in that fucking mm-hmm. ring." So they did. They ran in there, and the Dark Order just went wild. Yeah. Like they all hit huge moves. Um, John Silver going around the ring, around the outside of the ring, took on literally every single person. <laughs> like he did that run around the ring. Um, Reynolds looked amazing. Friggin' Ten hit a spear through the ropes. Ten had that cool, awesome. awesome new mask on too. Yes, yeah, so that's good. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, Casey Jones, mm-hmm. and I like yeah. that. Um, 
so they end up getting the win. Orange Cassidy was in there as well with them, which is kind of funny. Yeah, um, I guess because he's feeding with HFO and they needed one more person, but it's just kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, and then the Dark Order hug it out afterwards, which was which was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. The crowd really liked it in the end. So I was like, okay. All right, cool. Fair enough. Um, but this storyline's got to be coming to it's a It's got to. It has mm-hmm. to be. Like the Adam Page has to come. I can see, I can sort of understand why they didn't bring him out this night. Mm-hmm. If they wanted to have that moment in that match for those guys, like I get it, but yeah, he, it's got to happen mm-hmm. soon. Um, yeah. Oh my God. I forgot about this next part, this next segment. I, m- I popped so hard. Oh yeah, me too. Because I was not expecting Leo it. fucking Rush is back. Yeah. I love Leo Rush, man. I've loved Leo Rush since before his before he joined WWE. Yeah. He's the man of the when hour. He was Maybe with the moth. See, is that? Hold on. I just have to. I was getting a a call hmm. on my uh, on my phone, which came through my computer there. I don't know how to turn that off. I hate it. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know. Could you hear that at no, all? No, no. You just got really quiet okay, for a second. Yeah. Like I guess while I was ringing, and then it. Yeah, it was. I was getting the uh, the phone call was ringing was ringing through my headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, so I I loved Leo Rush when he was with CCW mm-hmm. before he joined WWE. Like he was, he was one of the most highly touted indie talents I've ever seen. Yeah. And then he went to WWE and he kind of disappeared for a while. And then he didn't really get used properly. He got turned into a manager. Mm-hmm. And then he got really, really good yeah. in NXT for a while with the title. Yeah. And he had, I don't know, he seems to stick up for himself and then that rubs people the wrong mm-hmm. way. And but I like that about yeah, him. He knows his I worth like that and he sticks up for himself. He's not going to put up with that crap. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a Leo Rush guy, <laughs> and I'll always be a Leo Rush guy. And I was so happy when he first was going to work with uh, AEW and New Japan, because he had New Japan commitments, and he was going to go in between them. Yeah. But now it looks like he's full-time. Yeah, he's still full, on some full-time AEW. New Japan shows coming up but i think he's already committed to those so of course he's going to be on them but yeah mm-hmm. but like so does mox yeah that's true and there's the whole forbidden door thing so he can still go to new japan because i know new yeah, japan like, is really high on him so they gave him the all elite man mm-hmm. they gave yeah. him the all elite mm-hmm. but anyways so he has a uh or, sorry i should start with a few weeks ago tony khan just put out a tweet that said uh lots of people have been asking me about leo rush since he's been working again with uh, New Japan after his uh, recovery from his injuries. And he said that he and Leo Rush have been in constant conversation mm-hmm. since that time. He said, I'm talking to Leo. Just just know that I'm talking to mm-hmm. Leo. And then he showed up and he said, and in his vignette, he said, TK and I have been, in, uh, have been talking. And he said that, he wanted me in all elite mm-hmm. and in this vignette, he said that, you know what? 
here I am. And uh, he said he's here to talk about leverage buyouts. I don't know what those it's are. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's like a company's going under, and I think like another company will offer money to buy out like the whole company and stuff like that. It's stock stuff. I don't really understand it either. But Okay. <laughs> so here's what I'm saying. And I'm not the only person who picked up on this. So that's sort of what I thought. Sort of like buyout stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously AEW is not struggling. What organization is there in AEW? HFO. It's the HFO. Mm-hmm. Are they struggling? Yeah, they are. They they lose practically every match. Yeah. So, I have a feeling that he's probably going to get involved in HFO. And I don't really want to see him get involved in HFO cause, with HFO because they, they're not doing it for me. But I think this is a way to sort of maybe split a team off yeah. from HFO. Mm-hmm. You're like, pull away perhaps private party. Mm-hmm. Could work with them. Even um, TH2 could work with them, but Private Party would like it. It, it makes more sense for his style, mm-hmm. and uh, with those guys, it would it would really work. Um, yeah, HFO just it doesn't nothing. There's no connective tissue. There. No, except for that Matt Hardy pays them all. Or they all pay Matt Hardy. Or I forget how their contracts work with Matt Hardy. <laughs> so if somehow Leo Rush could go in there and just liquidate. Mm-hmm. Um, to use another uh, HFO, yeah. that would be amazing. And then he's like, "Oh, you know what? I'll take these guys, and these guys are mine now. I I've purchased their contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be cool. I would like that mm-hmm. because otherwise, what? Who? Unless he's bringing in his own organization, that doesn't really make. Sense. I don't know. Yeah, I I like it though. I like that he has a vignette because we don't get a lot of vignettes like this in AEW. So. No, it's it's cool not. that he's not just coming in and wrestling. I mean, everyone knows who Leo Rush is. He's a pretty popular guy, but yeah, it's cool that he's getting like vignettes like this, which is cool. And uh, Joey Janela tweeted out like, uh, I think like an angry gremlin or something because him and Leo Rush have the epic rivalry from GCW and CZW yeah. and stuff. So <laughs> that's cool. I can't, I can't wait for that. And I think. Well, I'll talk about this now. They announced that there is going to be a casino ladder casino ladder match next week <laughs> on on Dynamite, which is going to be crazy. Because um, it's the two year anniversary of Dynamite next week. Yes, which also yes. next week is the um, one year anniversary of our podcast. Oh, very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I think that um, I think Lee, that's a perfect match for leo rush to be in mm-hmm. as his debut and I don't, he doesn't necessarily have to win it but uh i think uh i think that would be a great spot for him i think there i think uh daniel you could put danielson in you there put danielson in there that and that's how work. you could get another title shot exactly hangman could, could come back hangman mm-hmm. in there there's a lot of cool ways a lot of cool people to put in there and there's a certain person who has a match at the end of the show who could find himself in mm-hmm. there as well. Yeah. Very true. Um, we'll get to it. If you watch the show, you know who I'm talking yeah. about. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of, you could, there's a lot of people they can put in here where it'd be like, oh, this is a really cool way for them to do this thing that, that we've, that they've kind of been hinting mm-hmm. at. And Leo Rush would just be so amazing in that match. Yeah. Like that's, that's his kind of match. So, yeah, 
that that's where I would yeah that's would really put smart him in there because he doesn't have a feud so you're like okay go in mm-hmm. and like I don't know maybe you put an HFO person in there and he beats him mm-hmm. I don't know anyways the next moving on to uh I guess I guess kind of another organization so we have the men of the year with Dan Lambert and this was easily their best. It was their best work so because far. they let Scorpio and Paige talk more. <laughs> yeah, I I did, I also thought it was probably Lambert's best work because he didn't just go after the fans yeah. for being like little wankers. Being, he also went after Jericho. Yeah, he did bring up millennials again, and it's like, bro, he did. You know, Scorpio and Paige are both millennials. <laughs> like, millennials are pretty old now. We're we're getting up there. Well. This isn't my take, but Sean Ross Sapp always brings up. He's like, so have you? He's always, he's always like, so Dan Lambert, have you ever seen uh, uh, Ethan Page's blog where he goes toy hunting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's like um, the ones anyway. where they go eat like all the fast food and stuff. Yeah, and like, <laughs> yeah it's, it's so funny. <laughs> he's it's very ironic, <laughs> and I kind of appreciate that. Like yeah. these, like these are the two guys, like. Uh, Scorpius guy has the podcast with the guy from Funhouse. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's very it's very ironic. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he does his little his uh, usual stick. But this time he aimed a lot of his fire at Chris Jericho. Yeah, saying that uh, Chris Jericho did help this company. He helped keep it afloat before people like the Men of the Year arrived. He's like, but we also we ended Chris Jericho's career. We put his brain on life support. Um, like he's out, he's done. He's like, and I'm here because I see people with lots of potential and he hands the mic with, to Scorpio sky. And he starts cutting a promo talking about his winning percentage, talking about how a year ago he was asking AW and the fans, are you paying attention yet? And then he went out there and he won the, the face of the revolution match. And he grabbed the, he called it the sonic giant ring. sonic yeah. ring, which is funny. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that they have said that because everybody was calling yeah. it the sonic ring. And this is literally happening as a lot of people on Twitter are like, where are the hell's Scorpio skies push? Been? Mm-hmm. And the, he's literally talking about it right now. So it's like, this is, this is super meta. Yeah. And I liked that. Yeah. Um, He's like, I'm here. I know I have I have potential, but I'm always just tucked to the side. And I won this. I essentially won the briefcase, and then I was still tucked to the side. I was buried right away, which is sort of it's a little, um, a little too meta, a little too inside baseball when he's talking about that mm-hmm. stuff. You don't really want to talk about booking. Um, and then Ethan Page, but then he starts getting the what chance? Yeah. and I was like, don't you? dare give these guys the I was fuming. Mm-hmm. There was a few there was a few times when I was kind of pretty mad at the crowd with their constant CM Punk chants when obviously CM Punk isn't part of a feud. Yeah. And like guys, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then the what chants, I wasn't I wasn't having it. But then Ethan Page jumps on the mic and just destroys the what chants. Mm-hmm. Like he just melted them down because he cut a promo where he's talking about how 
yeah, all these all these stupid piece of shit fans. They're they're doing the what chance. They're the reasons why we're uh, why we're overlooked. It's people like you. He's like, and then he just puts on a clinic and he he's talking about I'm a black belt. I'm the best looking person in this company. We're the best dressed people in this company. We're undefeated. We've never been pinned. We've never been submitted. Um, and he's like, he's like, no matter what, we don't get the toys. We're always, we're always overlooked. All this stuff. And by the time he was done, the crowd was back to just booing mm-hmm. him. Yeah, they're like, they they kept trying to watch it, and he did all of that without taking a breath. Yeah, and they 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 couldn't, and he's done that before. Yeah, this is not the first time he's done. He kind of he's bailed Scorpio Sky out multiple times. This is the second time he's bailed Scorpio Sky out. I don't know why. I get, and this is one of the things with Scorpio Sky. He's just kind of not over with the fans. Yeah, like this is the second time I've noticed in the in a two month span so it's not like it's week to week it's like one was a couple months ago and one was this month where he's gotten the what chance mm-hmm. when he's trying to cut a promo and ethan page just dissects the what chance he's like give me that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he just melts it down like he's like he just puts it in a furnace mm-hmm. it's amazing um and they say that uh uh, Dan Lambert saw them because he and Scorpio Sky are future champions, and now they roll with champions. They're rolling with the American Top Team because they are the top team. And I don't know. I just thought it was masterful work from Ethan yeah, Page. He did awesome during this promo, and they need to have them talk more and stuff so they could probably get rid of the what chance so people can actually get a sense of what they're doing and who they are and stuff. I don't get it because it happens with these guys. Like with this specific team a lot, they get the what chance. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's a bad thing. They need to look into why that yeah. is. Because <laughs> it's different cities. Mm-hmm. Like they were on, uh, they were in like Carolina previously when that happened. And now they're in New York. So. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? They need to have to do something super drastic, like beat the hell out of someone or something. Well, yeah, you just got to push mm-hmm. them. You just got to push them. Yeah. Like, don't have them in a comedy routine. Yeah. And get rid of Dan Lambert, because the fans do not like Dan Lambert. <laughs> I don't think anybody likes Dan Lambert. But to his credit, he did get the shut the fuck up chance. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good heat. Mm-hmm. The shut the fuck up chance is good heat. That's what you want. So he did his job this night. Okay. Next segment was, we're getting Hikaru Shida back. Hey. It's about time. And Serena Deeb. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this this is nice. She says that uh, she since she's been on Dynamite, she's moved to America. She's hosted the first women's tournament. She was the longest reigning women's champion, and next she's going to go for her fiftieth win on Dynamite, and she's going to face Serena Deeb. And then we we cut back and forth between Sheeta and Serena Deeb, and Sheeta is putting over Deeb, and Deeb is putting over Deeb as well. (laughs) (laughs) Which I thought was really Mm -hmm. funny. She just like, Serena Deeb is a very good opponent for me. I really respect her. And Deeb's like, I'm going to snap her legs. I'm not going to make it easy for you. 
I was like, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> I, I got, I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it too. And I'm so happy she is coming back to TV because she hasn't been on dynamite since she lost the title. Right. Yeah. It's bizarre. Mm-hmm. It was really strange. But this, this match is going to um, be awesome. I guess they felt that they had to just move on, keep her away from everything yeah. for a while, which I don't mind that. And I think um, when I think of it that way, I don't think that she's been disrespected. I just think that when you hold a championship for a year, you can take three, four months mm-hmm. off and be off camera for a while. And that way, when you come back, it'll be all that much bigger. Yeah. And everyone's excited for her to come back. So I guess it worked. Just WWE's done been doing that for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Where like a if somebody has uh, somebody loses a title and then they're gone for a while mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that and someone else takes their place. Yeah. But yeah, I'm happy she's back. This match is gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they'll give Absolutely. her a tro a tro a trophy like they did Jungle Boy for her fiftieth win. Oh, did they do that? I mean they probably will. Yeah, I think that's what they did for um, Jungle Boy. They did so I remember they made a big deal about it when he got his fiftieth win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so probably. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the women's division, we got Jay and Tay versus Bunny versus Bunny and Ford. Mm-hmm. Um, this match was good, but as I said last week, th- way too many combinations of these four women. Mm-hmm. It's just it's been too long. Yeah. Um, I thought the match was good. I did like that both teams had matching gear. I thought that was cool. Yes. Which makes me think that we're moving towards a tag division. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still. Especially last night with the yeah. The matching gear and stuff. Yes, I very much with the ta- with the matching gear. And I thought the matching gear looked really mm-hmm. good. It was pink and not purple, which is I think is significant. Yeah. And I think almost kinda has to because Ty Conti's not officially in the Dark Lord. Yeah, she just kinda hangs around him because she's super mm-hmm. good friends with Anna. She's friends with yeah. him, which I like. Mm-hmm. I like that you can just be friends with people. Yeah, you don't have to necessarily the join their group, but you're just friends with them. Yeah, like Orange Cassidy. Yeah, he he got to go out there and and wrestle a match with them. He's not part of mm-hmm. them, but they're cool. Um, yeah, I thought again, the match was good. I thought it did fall apart early on. At one point, um, Ty Conti uh, fell off the apron, off a little spot that they were doing, and she hurt her knee on the outside. To the point where the commentator is like, "Oh, what just happened there?" And they're like, they looked at her and then quickly panned mm-hmm. away because she was on the ground clutching her knee, like legit in pain, like shoot in pain. Yeah. Um, and then it was basically a handicap match for about the next five minutes, and it was kind of boring. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they just uh, they worked over Anna J for this period of time and to their credit it didn't didn't quite fall apart which says a lot about anna jay considering how green she still is she's worked like 30 matches in her career Mm -hmm. um and then conte again to her credit was able to get back into the match got the hot tag um did what ty conti does um she looked no worse for wear uh, she dumped both the heels and then hit the bunny with the Thai KO on the floor, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Then Anna J hit the dangerous J kick and then choked out 
forward, which I liked. And then negative one got to run in and celebrate with his ladies. Mm -hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Super good. Good for him. Yeah, feel good moment. Another thing for negative one to to shine and get get some, uh, some, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. Like get, get some adulation from his dad and stuff is cool. Yeah, it was good stuff. And I guess in the end, if this is what you were building to was to get that nice moment with negative one, I'll forgive you putting them maybe a little too many times on the, on the previous episode. Yeah, it makes sense. Cause yeah, the, why they did the tag team match this week. Cause I thought for sure the week before grand slam was like, Oh, they're setting up a tag match, but then they didn't. I was like, Oh, this should be a tag match by the way. They with like them getting beat up by brass knuckles and stuff. I was like, this should be a tag match, but I see why they waited now. Yeah, it's, it's just sort of, sort of like what WWE does where they're just like, we're going to have these people face each other every which way. Mm-hmm leading into a pay-per-view and then you're like i've seen these guys 16 times yeah. now like i don't want to see them anymore mm-hmm. but we'll see i sorry i got a little distracted there because the jays are now down like five to two and i'm very pissed oh mm-hmm. not looking good they just gave up three home runs in an wow. inning anyways moving back on to hey back but to we got race. this cool announcement next which i'm super excited for and we predicted yeah. yes <laughs> this was uh Rosa versus Jade versus Nyla announcement. I didn't think this was going to happen so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, they did say TBS title, so that was how I thought they were going to do that. Yeah. But uh, maybe I jumped the gun a little bit there. But yeah, this is uh, this is cool. And Nyla Rose, if you look at the graphics, she's doing the Frieza pose, yeah. <laughs> which, which is cool. Yeah. And she even she even commented on that, saying it's not it's not my final form. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's awesome. Love Nyla for that. Yeah, she's such a good Twitter follower. Or Twitter follow. Um, she's amazing at Twitter. But yeah, I'm so excited for this. This is going to be awesome. This Friday's uh, Rampage is shaped out to be pretty awesome. Yeah, it looks real good. Yeah. It looks really, really good. Like, And I think we're getting Danielson in the main event, mm-hmm. so people are going to have to stay up. Yep. It's only an hour this week, though, so that'd thing. be nice. But yes. <laughs> Okay, and then after that, we have an MJF versus Darby promo segment. And th- this, I'm sure, got some people talking. So we have MJF, and he comes out, and he starts mentioning the four the four young pillars of AEW. Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, and himself. And he says that, I've beaten two of these three guys. And the third one, I don't care about. Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> and, and Darby Allen, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and this is kind of, I'm going to break away from his promo for a second. And because this is kind of significant because all four of these guys were on the show and all four of them had significant moments. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought this is, this is a really cool way of highlighting that. Yeah. That is cool. And mm-hmm. it is like these are the four guys as soon as AEW started, we're like, these four guys are gonna be stars. And in two years time, like they they legit mm-hmm. are like like superstars at this point, and that's really, really cool to see. They've successfully done that with all of these guys, and now it's like, okay, who are the next four? Yeah. 
It's probably like Starks and Hobbs and Garcia, friggin' and Garcia and Moriarty, yeah. Yuta, mm-hmm. like those five. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And then <laughs> Dante Martin. Yeah, there's so many. <laughs> like, oh my god, you go on and on and on and on and on. It's so cool to see. So, but like, you see, okay, there is precedent here that AW can create mega stars. Because these guys are all mega stars now, mm-hmm. so that's cool. Yeah. And then he, or back to MJF, he's talking about how. Okay, so now for him, he's got to go for the AW title now. That's where his mind's at. And he says, "If I don't get that title shot, I've got Bruce Pritchard on the phone. I'll just go to WWE." Yeah. I did like that when which, he said that. CM Punk said, "Yeah, who doesn't?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he, really? I really liked when he said, uh, "Tony, you're my." There's, you're one of my favorite uh, two favorite cons in the professional wrestling business. I thought that was really funny too. It was good. <laughs> it was really funny. Um, and Darby's music hits. He comes out. They go back and forth on the mic. MJF says that, oh, you know, I really love Darby. I really love your uh, your school your school shooter mime on a skateboard routine. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but he said, I, I don't like getting interrupted though. Yeah. He tells Darby that being being second place isn't that bad. I mean, look at look at your dad, Sting. He's a great example of being the number two. Um, and he says, and then Darby says, "You know what, uh, MJF? If you if you want to leave so badly, just go, just go, man. Yeah. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Just just run along." He says, uh, a, he says, A.W. for me is life is life until death. And, and MJF says, oh, yeah, man. Ex, ex, speaking of death, do you remember your whole gimmick and the face paint and all that? That's because, like, when, you're, when your dad was driving you. Was it his, his dad or his uncle? His uncle. His uncle was driving him, and he was driving drunk, and he got in the car accident, and he died. He says, ah. Oh, the wrong person died in that car accident. I was like, "Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah, MJF." Like that is, uh, that is. Uh, you can see the the crowd was in the middle of "Shut the fuck up" chance, and they're like, "Shut the fuck." Yeah, whoa, record scratch. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Darby says, "Hey, MJF, there's there's really nothing you can say that would get in my head." And MJF says, "Fuck it, I'm leaving." Mm-hmm. It's like this. No, fuck it. I'm I'm going. Like now, I'm in your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, was, it was good. It was childish, and I liked it. And again, this is uh, cool to see these two guys are going to be in a major feud now. Because again, future of the company. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to see Wardlow fight stuff. Sting probably, which will be awesome. Yes, <laughs> and I think after this, I mentioned this earlier. I think that uh. Darby being straight edge is going to be beaten by MJF. And then the next match for MJF will be straight edge. CM oh Punk. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause by that time, CM Punk should be finished with team Taz team Taz. Then, yeah. Cause I think in MJF's going to be CM Punk's first loss, which would be huge for MJF's career, but absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It'll be uh, I think that's a nice organic, uh, transition mm-hmm. between those guys, especially with um, 
Darby Allen having been uh, CM Punk's first feud mm-hmm. and him being such a big fan of him. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I bet, like you said, MJF mentioned the straight edge thing, which CM Punk's mm-hmm. famously straight edge. Absolutely. Like uh, MJF almost, he almost always, I feel like he drops the hint at who his next person mm-hmm. is going to be feuding with while he's feuding with his previous person. Like in the current feud, he's talking about the next guy. Mm-hmm already and he drops little hints about that and i think that's that's really nice Mm -hmm. and yeah and i bet like cm punk will be on commentary for a lot of this feud yeah for sure and then that'll it'll work that Mm -hmm. way then eventually cm punk will just like grab a mic from the from the table after that Mm -hmm. and then challenge him and i think uh they'll be really good or just mjf will just turn to him and be like Hey, other straight edge man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't it's, wait. Uh, it's going to be awesome. And those promos no, battles are going to be insane. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so next we have Sammy versus Miro. Sammy. I love this. Yeah, this match was awesome. I loved this I match. I love this match. It was so good. Sammy had a spot in this match that like didn't look real, looked like a video game spot and it was which one was where that? Where he runs Diagonal across the ring and like sideways flips over the turnbuckle. Like it didn't look real. Oh, it, <laughs> it's it's silly. Yeah. It's really silly. Yeah. Um Yeah, when this match was booked as the main event, I thought there was a really good chance that Sammy could win. That's what yeah, that's what I started thinking too. Towards the end of the show, I was like, oh man, Sammy might win here because this is like the feel-good, you know, tribute to to Brody and I can see that happening because I know Brody and Sammy were pretty good friends too. So it makes sense. I guess Brody yeah, was friends was like, with everyone, but <laughs> I was about 50, 50 going in mm-hmm. to the night. And I sort of, I think I, I sort of said last week where I was like, I'm going to be cool no matter who wins. Yeah. And I still am cool with who won because I think Miro is still Miro. Yeah. Without that championship, he can still be Miro. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really affect him mm-hmm. um, in any way. He's not going to lose any stature. Whereas Sammy now has jumped up significantly. Yeah. I also think that this, this is how they're going to, because Miro after the match tweeted out, like I have to talk to God and I, I, this may be how they bring in Miro's wife. Cause all he's got now yeah, is his wife. I think so. Cause he was saying that his wife loves champions. Mm-hmm. And all that, and now he's not a champion. Yeah. Is this so who you're hitting at? Who they could put in the the ladder match next week? Would be Miro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think Miro would be another great person. Like if you wanted to build like quickly to uh, that Miro versus Kenny match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this maybe on TV. Yeah, that'd be a really good match. Holy shit! Uh, but this match also had a, one of the coolest spots too. Not just the Sammy dive, but when Sammy went for the shooting star press, and Miro catches him into a suplex. That was nuts. Fuck that shooting star press. He fucking like squashed Sammy mm-hmm. too. Yeah, he squashes him and then picks him up and just throws him over his head. That was like such a 90s all Japan pro wrestling spot. I loved it. Oh, for sure. And I saw as soon as that spot happened, Sean Ross Sapp tweeted, I can now confirm that Sammy could do a shooting star flatliner. <laughs> 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 that'd be pretty, that'd be a pretty sweet finishing move. <laughs> You'd probably fuck a up, fuck up. Yeah, a lot that next, yeah. But... You'd have to really trust the person you're doing that with, and also the Spanish fly they did in this match was incredible. The running Spanish fly. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, the, it's the the shit in this match was amazing. <laughs> the I loved the story of Sammy going for the knee at the beginning, not being able to get it, going for the knee again, getting just completely swatted down right at the beginning, and then at the end he's finally able to mm-hmm. to get those in. Um yeah, uh really just really good stuff from Sammy. He really leveled up, mm-hmm. which is uh I don't like saying level up, but I like saying against a guy whose whole gimmick originally was yeah. video games. I mean, his finishing moves the game over, so it makes sense. Yeah. So that works for me. Um huge show of strength by Sammy getting the, the GT the GTH off mm-hmm. on Miro. He also hit him with a tornado DDT, which I love. Yeah. That was off of a little bit of interference from Fuego. from his good buddy Fuego. After I hope they, next week they do around. a vignette of Sammy buying Fuego a new car because he said he's going to buy him a new car. <laughs> or I hope I he, he buys him another like whatever he bought last time, like a Hyundai, <laughs> <laughs> Ford Pinto. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so this was great. I, um, I thought the ending. I honestly thought Sammy was going to lose though because he took a little too long on the six thirty. I was like, "Oh, I see what they're doing." But then he no, he hit it in one. I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, the, the crowd erupted. The confetti falls down. The the locker room emptied. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was good stuff. And then we're not. Re- I don't really want to get too much into the uh, into the roads to the top, but I will talk about this one segment where. In a commercial break, they said it was going to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they had Sammy in the back, and he was talking to Tony Schiavone, and he was saying, "Congratulations, Sammy! This is such a big moment for you." He said, "He said, oh yeah, I'm I'm getting so many Twitter messages from people, people tweeting at me. Here's one from Bobby Fish saying congratulations, and he wants to be the first challenger. So you know what? Let's do it on Wednesday. So we're getting Which is cool." We're getting Bobby Fish yeah. versus Sammy Guevara, which is wild. Yeah, and he—it's just um, announced too that Bobby Fish is working with MLW. And so, yeah, he's a—he's uh, in their Opera mm-hmm. Cup this weekend. Yeah. Although there are a few people who are not signed to MLW. Yeah, yeah. In that tournament, including Liam Moriarty, yeah. who we know is uh, AEW, and there's a f- there's a few other people. Like they kind of they bring people in from all around, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. They do kind of the New Japan thing. Yeah. Where they, they bring people in for the tournaments, which is cool. And But then Men of the Year also show up. And they say, well, why, why is he jumping the line? He's not even in the company. What about us? Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like each of us have earned that shot, too. So I don't really know what their angle is here because they're a tag team. But uh, I kind of hope they don't have... Um, Scorpio Sky challenge for that title again and lose again. Yeah, but we we might be getting that again. That's what but started his original, the original heel turn for him. Right, was when he fought Cody. Yes. Well, no he he won the uh, he got the brass ring, which got him the shot at Cody. Mm-hmm. And then Cody beat him, and then he just went away. Yeah. It's like oh, that, didn't you call it the face of the revolution? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Okay, why don't you just call it a number one contender match? Mm-hmm. Why'd you make him go through that whole get the big sonic ring and stuff? Yeah, rigmarole to do that. Yeah, but I will say about Roads to the Top, it is just um, reality show BS. I like the, Very... the backstage stuff though; that's cool. 
the backstage stuff was really cool. I think that uh, it doesn't need to be some talent. That was too too much. (laughs) Yeah, I think that some talent could really get over Mm -hmm. through that show that maybe wouldn't otherwise. Yeah. So, like, I think uh, I think that show will really help Ricky Ricky Starks specifically. And not that he's not over, but I think he'll get more over mm-hmm. as a result. You know what weirded me out on that show? Out of everyone backstage? Darby Allen? Because, like, you know, he he wasn't talking like how he talks like on a dynamite and stuff. He, he's doing his normal voice. Like this, he kind of sounded happy. I was like, this doesn't seem right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He, he didn't sound like Batman. Yeah. He, that was one another thing MJ, that MJF yeah, said. He was, he's like, just talking normal. I, nice Batman Yeah, voice. I forget what he was saying to, to Cody, but he wasn't doing like the <laughs> slow, deeper voice talking. He was just talking normal. I was like, but he's still painted like a skeleton. And I was like, this is kind of weird. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. it was, like, I like backstage stuff. And I do watch some Housewives with uh, with my partner. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not, I'm not opposed to watching some... Uh, some reality. Oh yeah, my wife and I we watch like this show called Love After Lockup where people date inmates. That show's nuts and we watch Love I I mean we watch reality shows so it's it's fine. <laughs> but I did yeah, really like, like all I, the backstage stuff. Yeah, okay. So let's let's look at these stuff going ahead. Um I'm going to start with Rampage. So I'm going to scroll down a little okay. bit. So we have the we have Orange Cassidy versus Jack Evans in the hair versus hair match, which is funny. Yeah. I hope we get because there's no way Orange Cassidy's losing. So I hope when Jack Evans gets his head shaped, I hope he brings back the do-rag, like from early 2000s <laughs> ROH. Do-rag Jack mm-hmm. Evans. That that would be something. Yeah. Then we have the Jade Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, match. this could be awesome. <laughs> Holy. Good God. that That's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Then we have Nick Jackson versus Brian Danielson. And this match is going to be fucking awesome. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Nick Jackson, he he's only had like what two singles matches in like ten years or something like that, but like he's good. So this would be awesome. And I mean it, Yeah, prior to that, like he had them in PWG. Yeah. And I think one of them was against Brian. Yeah, Daniels. I saw somebody tweeting of a snippet of one of their matches in PWG from like a long time ago. So yeah. Yeah, and then next week we have uh the casino ladder match, which will be amazing. I bet that opens it doesn't the show. say how many. Um, uh, there's only four ladders on the thing, so I doubt they'll do more than they'll have more than four people. Mm-hmm. It'll be cool. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Um, maybe a debut. Sometimes they debut mm-hmm. people. They debuted Brian Cage in the last one of those. Yeah, yeah, I remember because he came out, and ripped the ladder in half, and uh, mm-hmm. and then won it. Yeah, and so. threw Darby with a ladder like over the. That was a nutty spot, but. <laughs> That that that's why that's why I would like Leo Rush in there because if you if you debut a guy, you feel like he has to win. Mm-hmm. Whereas Leo Rush would he wouldn't necessarily feel that way because you've already debuted him as a Joker before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Okay, then we have Karshida versus Serena Deeb. That's going to be very very yeah, good. Yeah, I can't wait for this match. And then we have the Danielson and the Elite versus Danielson, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, and Christian mm-hmm. Cage. They've been building to this for weeks now. Yeah. Which is kind of funny. I'm surprised they don't have, I guess there's Kazarian? no. Kazarian? Yeah, Kazarian and I guess there's no more singles guys in 
the elite. Maybe they, but they could have Doc Gallows or Anderson in the match too, so they could have Kazarian on there. Well, it's strange that Kazarian was involved. Yeah, in the segment, if he's not going to be in the match. Yeah, but he's. The I'm el- actually kind of thankful for that because I don't like it to get too crazy. That's true, but the Young Bucks know how to put together these multi-man tags better than anyone. So, oh yeah. This is gonna be fun. This is gonna be a lot of fun. I love. I like that they keep using the the Nick Jackson with the the Hulk Hogan mustache with the Hollywood yeah. Hulk Hogan mustache. But he's only he only had that for one episode, mm-hmm. and it's gone. Yeah, I bet he hates that they took those promo pictures now because they're just gonna use them. <laughs> it's like, damn it! And we also get Sammy Guevara versus Bobby Fish. But they don't have a graphic for that yet. Yes, which would be good. It's kind of nuts. Bobby Fish is already out back wrestling. From NXT, but I guess NXT they only have thirty days, huh? Yeah, no, thirty days. He's uh, he's good to go. Yeah, I wonder if they'll... like I know, uh, like, like I said, Anthony Green showed up. Um, Kurt Stallion showed up on Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, Santana Garrett showed up on Dark. Like almost every. I totally almost... forgot Santana Garrett was in NXT. They never used her there ever. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, yeah, she's doing a program with somebody next week on dark Hmm. they filmed a little backstage something or other can't remember who it was with oh diamante Hmm. anyway so if you want to see santana garrett versus diamante that's happening this week or next week i guess right on all right so on that note i think we should uh hang it up yeah but oh and there will be no recording this weekend for rampage i will be seeing my family so well that's that's as good a reason of any for us not to record yes i agree that and i'm really tired yeah. and i might need to re- i might i might not be awake <laughs> <laughs> all right see you guys later see-